0: Welcome to the More Beach Meetings Podcast, produced by Surf Office. I'm Carson Sweezy. The More Beach Meetings Podcast gathers the leading voices of the future of work to discuss remote working, company culture, and team retreats with new episodes the first and third Wednesday of the month. Michelle Ardell is the Director of Photographer Operations at Flightographer. She's our guest this week. Flytographer is a platform for booking professional vacation photographers. Passionate about seeing the connections between travelers and local photographers, Michelle fosters community with intentional global retreats that build lifelong friendships. Let's get into it. So, Michelle, what is Flytographer?
1: Flytographer is a service. We connect travelers with local professional photographers around the world for fun, candid photo shoots, They generally last about an hour. You know, it's like if you're going on holiday, you're going on a honeymoon, a special event, or even just traveling. We get a lot of solo travelers. Come to our website. You choose which city you're going to. And we have a roster of very carefully vetted professional photographers in every city. You can choose your photographer, have a look at the portfolio, book them for about an hour for, you know, wherever you're going to be there. And then you meet up with them, do a photo shoot in sort of the neighborhood that you want to shoot in. And it's kind of like meeting up with a friend too, you know, a local friend. They offer tips on what to eat, see and do that kind of thing. And so you come away with just this great experience of having met a local and getting these amazing professional photos of you in the city in which you've been traveling. So it kind of tells your holiday story as well. It comes, it's like a fantastic souvenir of your trip.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So booking a high-end photographer is no longer just for A-list celebrities.
1: You know, so often we give our phones or we, or we don't want to give our phones to people, you know, when we're on a holiday because we're a safety aspect of that. But then also you, people just generally can take a good photo. And so you end up with floating heads or just really weird angles or the lighting's all bad, that kind of a thing. So, So when you hire a photographer, you know you're going to come back with really amazing photos. You don't have to worry about taking pictures the rest of the way around. You've got great photos of you and your family or you and your spouse already taken care of. And the photos come to you within five days. So very often while you're still on holiday, you'll receive your photos. So it's a really nice, a great souvenir while you're still on your trip.
0: And what's your main focus as the director of photographer operations?
1: My job is to oversee all things related to on the photographer end of the business. So um, that's everything from sourcing photographers, assessing portfolios, hiring photographers, firing photographers if need be, coaching photographers, all community aspects as well. We have a roster of 500 photographers around the world in almost 300 cities around the world, actually in 80 countries. So we cover quite a quite a range and then looking after the community as well. So, you know, we have a private Facebook group. So I'm on there daily chatting and just creating conversations, put out the newsletter. I also organize, we do once a year, we do a global meetup whereby a group of our photographers come and join us in a city that we choose. And then we kind of have three day event that, um, that really celebrates the community and celebrates who we are and, and
0: what we're doing. I love that. So what led to that first global meetup?
1: Well, the first global meetup, it was, um, it was small. It was just um, the founder and myself, and then twenty photographers came, and we met in Paris, since Paris was kind of the birthplace of the whole idea for photographer, And we really were just looking at a way to really build our community more. You know, we have people in such far-flung places. Being a photographer is quite a lonely job, actually. I mean, I know that a lot of photographers work with people. They're shooting families or they're shooting weddings, and so they're with people a lot. However, when the wedding's done, they still maintain connections, but it's not the same as coming to an office every day or having colleagues that you're working with every single day. So it's quite lonely. You spend a lot of time front of your computer, a lot of time editing. So we felt this was a really great way to get our photographers together, get them together with like-minded people who are also part of our team so that we can discuss the unique aspects of vacation photography, of which like, so I talk Photographer was the very first company to do vacation photography so we've been leading this space creating this space really so for our photographers it was a way to kind of like talk it around like how is this different from doing normal photography what's what's involved and we're kind of creating this whole marketplace so it was a great way to kind of get photographers together and also continue to create and build what we have already what we'd already started
0: Right. So the collaboration aspect and the community aspect all coming together in person. So we talked a little bit about some of the activities you guys do, but what are some of those specific activities that you do in person at the global meetup?
1: We get together for various, you know, we do various workshops. So we'll kind of pick a theme. Maybe it's posing, maybe it's portfolio assessments. Maybe um, we do a little social media workshop or, or things that are of interest to our photographers. I generally send out a bit of a poll before we start just to kind of find out who's what the interests are for this particular group. We do photo walks. We do a few photo walks this year and last year we have a VIP speaker which is kind of fun to have someone come from outside our community as well to kind of just offer some more value to our photographers. We do you know lots of social social things as well we'll we'll generally try to do one kind of cultural thing in whichever city we're at so when we were in Florence a couple of years ago we did a food tour of course because we're in Italy so we had to go around to the markets and you know to the cafes and and places like that to do actually we did the same thing in Paris as well so we do kind of a, a cultural thing and then we do lots of social things we'll go out for you know a family dinner one of the nights so that we're all have, you know, as much as we can on a big long table in in a restaurant, just do a big group dinner all together. Our last night we have again food and wine and that kind of thing. It usually leads them to to dancing and (laughs) so it's just a really fun a fun meetup really for, for everyone to kind of join in together and not only the social aspect, but the learning as well. As I was saying, like the workshops we do are also very helpful. And then we get feedback as well from our photographers. We generally have us, we give them space to brainstorm and a space to discuss what's going on in their lives and what, you know, how a photographer can be better for them. And that's feedback that comes back to us so that we can just keep iterating on what we're doing and making things better and better for everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what I love about this, as I mentioned, is that it's not just for, you know, this internal team, it's for your your flightographers, which are contractors. So they're, I mean, you're helping them and empowering them and bringing them together. And I think the tools and the workshops and all that stuff makes a lot of sense. And well, it all makes sense, but I think it'd be easier to like kind of glide over the, the dinner and the social and the dancing aspect of that. And you, you know, every time we talk, you bring it up and I can hear that it's a lot of fun and you guys enjoy doing it. And it's, it's something that adds a lot of value. What do you think is unique about that social aspect that, that, um, isn't gained in just like a workshop or what benefit do you think that has outside of just having fun?
1: Yeah, well, it really, you know, for us, we see so much payback in terms of community loyalty. There's always options for photographers, even though with the first company and to do vacation photography, there's always options for other photographers to do other things. And so what we're really trying to do is create this real brand loyalty so they feel like they're part of our family, which is how we kind of look at things. You know, we look at our the people in our office and our even our customers and photographers like what's really important to us, and, and what I especially love about this company is the connections that we build between photographers and us, or between photographers and customers, because people are coming from around the world to a city where maybe they've never been before and they're meeting someone who's now like a becomes kind of like a local friend, like your whole experience becomes so much richer when you can meet somebody who actually lives there and can give you you know tips and ideas and just kind of welcomes you to their city, you know. And so, those connections that we're building. Between all these people around the world is just like such an exciting thing for me especially. Um I just I love that. And so when we have the global meetups, it's kind of an extension of that as well. As I was saying, you know, photography is quite a lonely profession, but we can get people together from around the world and we have people come from South America, Asia, all over Europe, Canada, the US, Mexico. We have quite a lot of our Mexican photographers come to meetups. And they've always at this point, they've always been in Europe. So, you know, it's quite a commitment for them to Fly themselves over to wherever we're having our meetup, and so we want to make sure we're offering lots of value, and that's not just in the workshops, but also in the social aspect. Because now they've got these friends, and we can see the payoff on places like our community forums. People are just chatting more; they're offering more advice. It's become they become friends, and they we've had people start doing collaborations with each other. We've even had people, you know, (laughs) get together as couples. You know, like there's just all these connections that we're we've been building in in a really positive way for creatives. It's um, yeah, it's, it's I think it's pretty special. Yeah. And, the,
0: and those are the bonds that can really solidify. I mean, social media and marketing and all that stuff can change. And the type of lens or the technology that's used in a camera, that stuff changes every so often. But the friendships continue to build every time they meet up. Right. It just gets deeper and deeper.
1: Exactly. And we always have a great mix of people who've been to every single meetup. This will be our fifth one this year. So it's a special anniversary one. But there's people that have come or signed up for all five. And then there's always people who are new. And so it's just a really nice mix of, you know, people that come every year, meet new friends, and then meet old friends as well.
0: Yeah. And, and from the business side, for anyone listening, just like think of the retention behind that too. Like, why would someone go to a, a different platform? And you, you've touched on a little, but just to be more explicit about it, that retention that's gained and, and uh, the brand loyalty from having these friends, it's, it's deeper than uh, a logo or, or anything can, can provide, you know? What's one of your favorite bond building activities that you've experienced at one of these meetups?
1: My very favorite one is actually our sort of our unstructured photo walk. We tend to do this kind of in the, right in the middle of the meetup. And it, we do it during golden hour in the evening. And the golden hour is just sort of like the hour before the sun sets. So you get that really beautiful warm glow just before the sun goes down. Favorite time to shoot as well. There's also golden hour in the morning. So those, if you do book a flight talk for those are the times to choose is first thing in the morning or later in the evening to get that beautiful light. But we do the golden hour in the evening. And what we do is we generally get one of our local photographers to pick a meeting spot and kind of structure out a bit of a route like where we'll kind of walk and um, at the end of it we go for a family dinner but during the photo walk it's just really this great unstructured time where all of us will get together we'll just kind of walk around and when we see a great spot we just kind of grab each other as models set each other up in different spots and just and just shoot and then we just really we have so much fun there's so many laughs everyone ends up with these amazing photos of each other that we're just taking kind of spontaneously and I think that that activity bonds us together probably like Almost nothing else in the whole meetup. Like, it's just such a great time because, you know, it's about halfway through. People start to know each other, get to know each other. And then, you know, we're all going for dinner after. So it's not a very um, structured, formal thing. Yeah, our our we called our golden hour photo walk. And that's that's our one of my favorite things.
0: We've talked a little bit about the place and the, and the time of day you just mentioned is uh, for the ideal... Uh... Bonding, but what about time of year? What time of year do you like to plan this meetup?
1: For our first three years, we did it in the spring. It was usually April to May. Last year, we tried something a little different. We went in October. Lisbon and um, this year we're going to stick with the fall as well so we're having it mid-September in Santorini. It's very difficult to plan the best (laughs) it's a bit of a balance between you know we can't really do it so much in the winter because the weather's not great we wouldn't be able to get out and walk around so it has to be either spring summer or fall. Summertime is far too busy for most of our photographers they just can't get away because most of them are so booked up with weddings that that's their that's their time to make all their money. So it has to be spring or fall. So um, we've pulled our photographers to try to find the the best times of year. And, you know, it was just sort of, it's either that. So spring or fall. And we've just settled on fall for the last couple of them. It's just a nice time to go. It is still a little bit busy because it's the tail end of summer for photographers. But the nice thing is for photographers is that it comes off their busy season. So it's a nice way for them to kind of like wrap things up. You know, they've made a bunch of money. They worked really hard all all summer long and so for the fall they can come and just really relax and enjoy themselves
0: yeah yeah that makes sense and uh fall pictures are always pretty aren't they
1: yeah they are and the weather's still quite good i mean when we were in lisbon last year the weather was still i'm not sure what this is in fahrenheit but in celsius you know it's still around like 30 degrees celsius which is quite warm so we had great great weather then
0: what makes you decide where to have this have this meet up every year
1: it's always been in europe just because we can at this point we're only having them annually And Europe is the place where most of our customers go for shoots. It's our it's our biggest area. It's also. Our most concentrated area for photographers—we so have more photographers in Europe than anywhere else, just to to meet our demand. So we make it Europe one because it's most of our photographers you know live there, and live close to there, and for another, it's easy to get around. So if you are in Europe, <laughs> the lucky Europeans they get you know thirty dollar flights from here to there. This they can get around get around Europe quite easily. And um, thirdly, it's just a great destination too for others. So people that are coming from Mexico or from North America or East South America or Asia, you know, Europe just seems to be a great destination overall. So it kind of hits all those points. And as for cities, we just tend to look for ones in which we would have enough choice in terms of accommodation, enough easy to get around. Generally, it's been bigger cities. This year, we're doing Santorini, which is a little bit different than what we've normally done. But we've been in Paris, we've been in Barcelona, I've been in Florence and then we've been in Lisbon. So you know they all have great metro systems. They all have. They're all really you know easy to get around, easy to find a flat, lots of great neighborhoods and places to explore. You know when we do our photo walks and things. So there's lots of different areas of the city that we can hit. So that's typically what we look for. Oh, and good weather too. So we don't want to. Um, I would love to go to Budapest, but Budapest we'd have to probably be like more in the the tail end of summer kind of thing to make the weather. Better that kind of a thing.
0: And it sounds like you have quite a few of the logistics figured out. But before you did, you know, a few of these, what, what was maybe a failure that you learned from that you know not to do again?
1: Um, let's see. Well, for well, for our very first meetup in Paris. I guess one thing was so for our photo walk, where I'd planned to do the photo walk was quite far away from where we had planned to end up for dinner. <laughs> so that was actually a huge mistake because we did our photo walk and then our, our we were going to walk to dinner, but it was so far away. It didn't look that far away on the map, but it actually was far away, and so people were pretty tired and hungry at the end. And then i it also messed up with the restaurant I'd booked. I thought where I'd booked was not where we ended up, and you know I was. They didn't have a reservation of course, but I was still oblivious to it. I thought, oh, they must have just misplaced it. But then later that night I got a call from the restaurant that we'd actually booked at, <laughs> quite angry that we didn't show up. So I just, you know, I learned obviously to when we're doing photo walks and when we're doing that kind of thing, just to be super careful about exactly where we're going and, you know, of course, double checking. Like that was really just kind of double checking all the um all the boxes to make sure that everything was was correct. I think um everything else has gone fairly well. We just keep learning little bits of what people want and how to structure things that we just, I feel like they get better and better. One thing for myself that I've noticed and I especially learned in the last meetup um, that I don't want to do this time is that I I let myself get burnt out really easily. And, you know, I do all the planning and then when I get on site to do the meetup, I'm still going really hard to make sure things are working and everyone's on track and that kind of thing. So this year I'm going to try harder to delegate because by the end of it, I I just felt like I didn't have time to chat enough with people that I wanted to chat with. It just wasn't relaxing enough for me. So that's definitely one thing I learned from the last meetup is just to take better care of myself, get enough sleep, make sure that I'm not just always, you know, I have other people from the office that are coming with me so I can, I can delegate. And I will be doing that this
0: year. That's a great tidbit. Yeah. I imagine most of our listeners are um, in the HR role or in some capacity planning the, the retreat. So they're thinking of everyone else and how this retreat can be amazing for them. But then, you know, if you're the one in charge, it's it's easy to just go a million miles per hour and forget that this retreat's also for use.
1: It's true. Yes.
0: It sounds like something you'd only learn after doing it a few times.
1: <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Because these are my friends, too. And I've, you know, known them for a while. So I'd like to enjoy spending time with them. So I want to make sure that happens.
0: Cool. Well, Michelle, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today.
1: Thank you, Carson. That was really nice.
0: Before we sign off, how can someone book a flightographer if they're traveling soon?
1: Yeah. So our website is flightographer.com, F-L-Y-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-E-R. So instead of photographer, it's flightographer. Um, come to our website. You just need to click into the destination in which you're going have a look at all the photographers and then you just request a book and we just make sure we find out first whether the photographer is free on your dates we do have a a personalized concierge service at flightographers you do have someone here at the office that can help you book and yeah once there you can just book your photographer they're all set in and then you're ready to go
0: awesome go check it out get some instagram worthy photos (laughs) yes our guests on the podcast bring up some amazing thoughts on remote culture How do they keep remote culture from becoming stale and distant when the team isn't physically present day by day? Most, if not all of them, are leveraging in-person offsites. Get your employees out of the office and get ready for an experience that will give you a boost of team spirit. Head to TheSurfOffice.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show to stay up to date with the latest conversations around the future of work. We'll be back with a brand new guest and some fresh ideas in a couple of weeks. Until soon.